Hi, I'm Rachel England, and this is Brain Yapping, Battle Damaged, a podcast where me and my friend and renowned neuroscientist Dean Burnett discuss all matters mental health, because 2020 really did its best to kick the crap out of ours. Hey, Rachel. Hi, Dean. How's it going? I'm all right. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Yes, um, it was it was nice to see you last week yes, in real life. Exactly. And you know what? It's literally just occurred to me now that we could do this in person again. I saw you last week, and now we've just gone straight back to remote link-ups. So, um, well, yeah. yeah, I know. I mean, it would not, it would literally it would not be illegal, would it? Yes. It would actually be within the parameters of the law if we wanted to sit in the cabin. Oh yeah, I mean, this whole point. I haven't been sort of like not having you over because I just can't stand your face. It's been no, I mean, those are the rules. But that's but that's also fair. I mean, you know, you're you're free to feel how you do. I know, but I'd like to think I wouldn't keep doing this if I had such a deep deep loathing for you. That would <laughs> that would that would be awkward for all concerned, surely. So um, so our our more devout fans might realize that we've we've actually had a week's break mm. um since we last recorded and the reason for that um among other things was that last week when we were set up to to record the wind was so yeah. terrible it was... that it actually threw off the acoustics it did. Um, it really did, on, the, on dean's side of things in his cavern and that's actually kind of uh ironic considering what we're going to talk about today <laughs> which is the weather yes we have literally run out of every possible talking <laughs> point so we have to so we just reduce to small talk yeah now. we have to rely on the old british standby how's the weather <laughs> funny weather we're having etc etc i mean well, it's, this it's sort of we thought we can work another book plug for you of course it's climate stuff so I mean, this is this is the thing, right? I mean, I, I could, we could sit here and I could wax lyrical about the weather and the relationship with the climate and, and really go to town. But actually, what we're going to talk about today is the weather and the impact it's had on our moods over the last year or so. Mm. Um, now, I mean, like, let's be honest, like, the, the relationship between our mood and the weather is this is not like groundbreaking. We, oh, God, we all no, no. know how we're affected. <laughs> yeah. you know, the, of course, we're going to claim this was some sort of revelation. Did you realise, everyone, that... <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> Hold on to your ass, guys. But did you know that people are happier when it's sunny? <laughs> Hold on to your um, ass. The wind is that strong, seriously. Well, right. Um, yeah. So, of course, like, we're not, we're not, like, asking anyone to, like, suck eggs here. Like, we, we get it. Um, but the focus really has been weather over the last year specifically because... Mm of all of these other factors that we've been up against. You know, we've not we've not just been talking about the weather in usual everyday terms. We've been talking about the weather in in the confines of lockdown. Yeah. And I think it's become far more far more of a factor then, it because you know every time they go it rains, oh, I can't do stuff because it's raining. I can't put the washing out. I can't go to this thing I was going to go to. But when all indoor activities are sort of verboten then mm. the weather has such a huge impact on, pardon me, on your disability to do anything. And couple that with, you know, a lot of British people, well, I'm going to get away for two weeks this year, have some sun, you know, and that's not an option either. So not only is this weather you know, a much bigger factor in what we can do day to day, it's the weather we're stuck with for the foreseeable because no one's gone abroad for any. <clears throat> well, there's, you can. There's, there's risks involved. So, yeah. So it's, Again, it's, it's, this, is, yeah. this is goes back to the whole control thing, doesn't it? We can't control the fact that we're in lockdown so okay let's try and 
control everything in our environment that we can, but so much of that is determined by the weather of which we clearly have no control over. <laughs> yes, we never have. So, yes. I mean, obviously back at the beginning of lockdown in March last year, we were blessed with a, a glorious run of sunshine. And I think mm. that probably sort of helped everyone sort of ease into things a little bit. Yeah, But now, definitely. I mean, this spring, here we are, just a couple of days away from June, and the weather is, for want of a better word, a shit show. <laughs> I mean, it's like the wettest May on record, and it seems that we have these occasional days of a little bit of sunshine, and everyone's like, oh my God, this is it. It's gonna, oh wait, no, it's raining again, you know? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think we did have a, a couple of weeks of nice weather before this. I mean, I got a trampoline in the garden now for the kids because they were out there every day for like a fortnight more than. And then as soon as May hit, it's like, oh, the next month? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Did you have plans? None of that. Um, but I, I don't know about you, but I found, I, I totally agree. Like I think the early days of lockdown, there was that sort of, well, you know, bonhomie, that blitz spirit of, oh, we'll get through this, everybody. And I think the weather had a big part to play in that because it wasn't so bad. It eased us in. Yeah, you can't go to the pub, but you can go outside. You can chill in your garden. You can do all that sort of stuff. You know, it's um, we had all those scandals about people crowding at the beach and things, which wouldn't really have happened if it was bucketing down. Mm. But I've, you know, obviously I was going through my own issues at the time with the various losses and so on. So I didn't really pay much attention to that stuff. But I've personally found it more annoying lately when lockdown's been eased and the weather's been bad. Because it feels like sort of being thwarted a bit more. Does that make any sense? Yes. Does it make, like, you feel like you're being cheated? Like, yeah, like, yeah, I think okay, so it. we're allowed to go out and we're allowed to sit in the park with our friends, except we can't because mm. there's a, a torrential rain. Yeah. Um, um, so, you know, yes. Just go in the pub, like, just so, you know, we can sit outside again. And no, no, you can't because the rain. Uh, right. Yeah. So it, it does feel like because we're closer to normality, it feels like more of a loss when it, the weather's bad. Does that make yes. any sense? Exactly. The the sort of the, the joy and the excitement of life returning to some semblance of normal has been completely tempered by the fact that everything's kind of a little bit in reach, but not quite. Yeah. Um, so my boyfriend and I, we went away to uh, Glamorous Mumbles mm. um, in, uh, in South Wales a couple of weeks ago. And this was um, back before the restrictions were eased further. So everything was predominantly outside, like you, you couldn't eat or drink indoors. Mm. Um, and I had like taken this massive leap of faith and booked uh, a couple of places for us to eat whilst we were away. Um, and obviously this is this is the other thing, of course, is that um, now these places have reopened. Um, there's been like this huge demand. Actually, getting a booking anywhere is almost impossible. Mm -hmm. um, but the first night we were there, we, we went for dinner at this restaurant and it was obviously outside eating only. And Dean, the weather was torrential. <laughs> it was absolutely biblical levels of rain. And obviously every establishment is set up differently. So there are some places where they've got like the, a marquee, the whole works, there's like heaters, they're throwing blankets at you, it's grand. And then there are other places that have obviously, you know, they don't, maybe they don't have the resources or the space or whatever. So you are very much just kind of like sat underneath a golf umbrella. <laughs> and... um of course, you know, so we were away on like what was a f essentially the first holiday we've had in, in a very long time, determined to make the best of things. And we we had a conversation in the car on the way down about like how resilient Brits are with the weather. So we were like the way we were trying to like 
I don't know, justify it to ourselves. Like, well, you know what? If it's raining, it's okay as long as it's not windy. Or mm. it doesn't matter if it's windy and raining as long as it's not cold. And like all of these ways that you're just like, it's going to be fine. You know, it, you, it's going to be all right. We're going to make the most of it. So, I mean, we were sat there and it was chucking it down and we were getting absolutely drenched. But we were like, do you know what? It's not so bad. I mean, at least we've got a nice view. And all of these <laughs> yeah. things that we were just telling ourselves. Just retreating back to any other ground, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, obviously, in that respect, it was OK because it was a bit like, oh, isn't this a novelty? Ha ha. Look, we're having dinner outside in the torrential rain. Um, fine. But that's not a sustainable way to live. Like, <laughs> no. you know, if if it's the case that you want to see your friends and the only way you can do it is if it's wet and cold, then that's just that's that's not a fun time, is it? No, not at all. I mean, I think the weather as it is has direct impact on our well-being anyway. And like, mm. so if it's raining you are stuck indoors, but also like the the levels of daylight you're exposed to can have direct ta- tangible impact on you know, your mood and how you're feeling. You know, SAD, seasonal affective disorder, is a thing mm. because you know the amount of daylight you experience affects your melatonin levels, which is a big part of your circadian rhythms, which is a big part of how well your brain deals with you know poor mental experiences or negative emotions or you know just general brain health. So that, you know, the weather itself will have direct tangible effects on how you're feeling um not just in a sort of physical sense but even then you know, like there's a lot of uh, therapies about um like cold water immersion and experiencing cold temperatures maybe something which sort of provides a nice sensory uh you know stimulation which kick starts sluggish neurons which can be you know, underpinning a lot of you know, depression things like that so there's things to be said for you know some people like the rain some people actively enjoy going outside and walking through the torrential downpours and i can sort of see that but if it was a regular occurrence then it would seriously hamper your lifestyle mm. and but also when it, when it surprised you i mean like i had a birthday last year well you know what believe it or not i have a birthday every year i'm, I'm really like what? that <laughs> lucky i just, just realized yeah one of the one of those uh, pampered blokes you get <laughs> yeah <laughs> fancy amazon premium that's what <laughs> but um yeah so look, it was it wasn't good because um it was you know, the first birthday I've had since losing my father and my grandmother had a massive stroke three days earlier and was in hospital and we didn't have any options. So I said, oh, I'll just take the kids to the beach. That'll be nice. It was, you know, the weather forecast said it was going to be glorious, absolutely, utterly glorious. Bright sunshine on the on, on the map thing. You know, nothing but sunshine for three days in a row, either side of my birthday. Perfect. So I took the kids to the beach. They were there for 40 minutes and they started bucketing down and didn't stop all day. And I thought, oh, that's... That's a real kick of the teeth, you know. Like this is the only thing I've yeah. got at the moment. And thanks so much, yeah, the universe. It did feel yeah. like twenty twenty. Like, what's that, Dean? Are you trying to have something to enjoy yourself at all? <laughs> Screw you, mate. This is not your yeah. year. So denied. Uh, yeah. So you know, that's that had a real serious impact on my mood, um, as mm-hmm. you'd expect. But it was also you know, my mood is already in quite a fragile state. So I wouldn't necessarily say it's all the weather, but um, that that was a bit much, you know. You know, on the on the flip side, though, I wonder. We we've spoken a few times about people perhaps feeling um, hesitancy or, or reluctance about the end of lockdown, and I wonder how much the weather can be used to justify that in some respect. So, for example, and here, here's a, here's a good example: if you wake up and you've got a raging hangover, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always somehow Anecdotal. better if it's. <laughs> if it's raining and horrible outside, isn't it? Because you're like, mm. look, I mean, I don't feel so guilty about lying on the sofa all day because it's not like I could do anything anyway. Look, it's a shit show outside, right? Do you agree? Totally, absolutely. Yeah. 
so in in some respects and i wonder if, if this kind of like period of like depressing weather we're having for those that are apprehensive about the end of lockdown is perhaps comforting in a way because there are lots of people that are out and about or maybe they've gone to the cinema for the first time or maybe they are having drinks or maybe they're going to a friend's house um and for people that feel yeah a bit concerned about that maybe actually having the shitty weather helps mm. to sort of um maybe yeah justify where they're yeah. coming from or, or <clears throat> yeah. Or offers some sort of relief. Like, okay, it doesn't matter that everyone's doing this. I mean, I wouldn't want to because the weather's bad. So it, it helps them in that way. Yeah, it's sort of like easy to win. It's all, almost like a, almost like a lockdown nicotine patch. And like, I'm, I'm gonna have to quit eventually. But uh, I don't know. This is keeping me, giving my keep my options to stay, you know, away from my uh, dis- discomfort zone. Yeah, I, I totally see that. I will. I will. I wholeheartedly agree with you about the whole hangover thing, though, because I still remember vividly the worst hangover I ever had. Uh, it was only a few years ago. Uh, I think you were there. We were out in Porters one night in summer. So it's like, so it seems like something that I would have had handed, I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think like, I just think about last week because we were out quite yeah. late. <laughs> but um, but we, were in, we were in Porters, a local uh, drink establishment we often go to. And it was some sort of celebration thing. But it was, uh, whatever the reason it was, I came along. And I don't know why I must have, had, I must have mixed drinks or something. Because I, no, I wasn't out that long. And it wasn't that bad. But next day I felt absolutely horrible. But I think it was like at the time the hottest day of the year. Oh and, no! Yeah, and I was like, I just, I just, I had to go to the attic and try and get out. I think it's when it's cold out, it's raining. You can sort of shut the windows, wrap yourself in a blanket, and say like, I'm separating myself from this now. This is my little cocoon. I'm quite happy in here. Yeah. When it's hot weather, it just follows you indoors and stays in your face. It's like this. That's it. You can't nothing escape. you can do about this. Exactly. Oh my God, you're so right. Yeah. When <laughs> yeah. you're when you're really hungover and it's hot, it's just unbearable because you're oh, sticky and you're yeah. nauseous and nothing helps. Oh God. Yeah. No. Completely. completely it's okay if you're on holiday, like in a hotel or something, because then you can just dump straight in the pool, like immerse yourself in cold water and everything's air conditioned. It's not so bad then, but yeah, when it's your own house and like you've as I've said like on the, the loft bed like spread eagles I think ah, leave me alone. Just, just gasping for breath <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I cannot handle this right now but like the weather does not care like, that's that's kind of a, the main take-home point of that yeah well that and you know that that's 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 it isn't it the weather doesn't care the weather is non-discriminatory it just doesn't give a shit what we're doing um, and so that's, I guess, one of the reasons why we've just everyone's become so hyper fixated on the weather of late, because, yeah. again, we, we can wear masks and practice social distancing and go out or not if we choose to and go here and all of these different things, all of these rules that we've got to guide us and like protect us. But ultimately, it's all kind of largely hampered by the weather, which nobody has any control over. Yeah, I think that's why it's sort of you know, people are so fixated all the time, because a lot of things like I've written about like conspiracy theories or you know, things like these weird beliefs and stuff, they are, <clears throat> in many ways, it's like a subconscious attempt to impose some sort of order or control mm. on the wider world. Because, you know, like I think I mentioned a few times when you know, people think oh, all these world disasters or all these major events are they're being controlled by a shadowy government from the shadows who, um, mm. you know, for their own ends. And that's, you know, that's a scary thought, but... Yeah, and instinctively, it's less scary than the idea of no one being in charge and all these things just happening by pure chance, which is the case as far as we're aware. So that, that's actually more disconcerting because the brain doesn't like uncertainty. And you can think, you, know, you can dream up all these different schemes or you know, superstitions or religions or ideologies to block that out. But there's one thing that like, is really tangible and constant reminder that 
no one is in control of this place is is the weather just saying well here's what you got today like it or lump it this is what you got so um yeah so i think maybe that's why we're so we kind of always preoccupied by it in that although it does have an effect on us it's always the constant reminder that you know no one's in charge of this place this is just a planet you you do do what you want with it but you know you're not you're not really in control Right, exactly, and I say, and, that, and that's obviously one of the reasons why everyone's so exasperated at the moment is because the last year has just been a complete lack of control for everyone. So it's just like extra lack of control. Mm. Um, I wonder though, how much of our feelings and thoughts about the weather sort of ha- come from this like evolutionary, like inbuilt sense of its importance? I mean, you, you know how um, we say people you know, have phobias of things like spiders or snakes mm. because like you know once upon a time they were a very serious threat to mankind and there's that sort of that bit that's built into our brains and our chemistry somewhere the same with weather which is i mean once upon a time you know the weather was life or death for people whether it rained for the crops mm. you know or oh. the, the heat to um create life with buds and growth and that sort of thing and obviously this is where things like you know the um like uh, religious practices or um, group efforts, things like rain dancing or praying for the rain or that sort of thing. Um, so I, I wonder if there's like any sort of intrinsic sense of the importance of the weather that it really sort of like is in in us, in our psyches deep somewhere beyond things like, oh, I wish it was sunny so I could sit in the park. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think there are a lot of um, <clears throat> subconscious senses which relate to that i think some studies have shown people are very sensitive surprisingly so to like pressure changes because a pressure mm. change is what happens when a storm's come in or you know it's like when like if someone experiences a pressure drop like the hair standing in they suddenly feel a little bit nervous so they have no idea why and yeah. that's believed to be because of that you know, because when the pressure drops around you you're in the path of a storm and like don't don't do that <laughs> move that's yeah that's it you don't you don't want to be there <laughs> no yeah. exactly and but i found it myself like i you know the valley i grew up in had a sort of even by like whale standards, sort of microclimate, because obviously it's the two, between two big well hills, but mountains we call them, and that sort of has you know the whole relief rain thing that has that um, the whole you know, little it has the effects on the climate, the local, local climate. And I remember sort of being able to like leave the house in the morning, just look at the sky and go, oh, I'm going to rain today, even if it wasn't like for like six or seven hours, because they're just like the quality of the light, like the movement of the clouds. You can just mm. you, you, your brain's constantly ticking away, thinking ah. Oh, that time, last time it rained, this happened, or uh, then no, you just pick up these cues which you're not really thinking about, but they're definitely there. So I think we do have you know, subliminal senses which just tell us, you know, more than we are consciously aware of about what the weather is going to be like. But um, yeah, so you know, like a learned response over time to say like, okay, when when this happens, then we need to try and do something about it, or you know, like, yeah, I think there will be some sort of subconscious, uh, uh, you know tinkering away with the brain about the weather and uh, what to do about it or how to respond to it. That seems perfectly logical. It's interesting that you mentioned pressure headaches because um, my mum, my mum gets pressure headaches. And also, and, and I know I'm not alone in this, as, as mad as it might sound, is that I've got very wonky arms. Like I've, I've broken them lots when I was a kid. Um, I'm double jointed. I've got hypermobility, all sorts of all sorts of nonsense going <laughs> on there. Um, and when there is a storm coming, my arms ache. And that I've, I've looked into, and that's when um, the expression, now oh, I can feel it in my bones, comes from, mm. is related to the weather, is that people, predominantly women, 
would say they could feel an oncoming storm in their bones. So yes, I'm inclined to agree that there are little cues in our in our brains and our physiology that are inextricably linked to the weather. Yeah, the same thing happens to people like older people. See, like arthritis or something or a broken hip. It's like oh, mm. always comes Egypt when it's raining though, because the, the the temperature and weather. Like even if it's just slightly different effects on your body, like, if there's been if it's a, a break or like an injury or some sort of you know disjointed part, mm. that when the weather when something that makes it expand or contract will amplify the the the, 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 the disconnect between the two sort of heal the parts of the, the body or whatever it is so yeah i mean it, it all adds up or physiologically it's, I mean, it's the environment we've evolved in you know we have we've evolved in a place which has a lot of weather going on i mean i know i know we we do we we joke about like the brit's fixation with the weather i mean the simple fact is though is our climate our maritime climate it's so variable that of course it's a point of interest yeah totally you know it's, it's, it's not like if you you live in California or the Mediterranean where like every day is kind of largely going to be the same. Um, and obviously then we have to look at things like the media as well and the role that the media plays in sort of like stoking the hysteria <laughs> because it's always this time of year that the tabloids come out with some kind of absolutely screaming sensationalist headline. Like, you know, hottest summer ever on, on record expected by June or something like that or this summer's gonna be a washout and it's that sensationalist stuff that really like taps into people's relationship with the weather because like we said you know we're we're so we're so sensitive to it and it guides what we do in every element of our lives that is of course it's just it's a natural um topic for tabloid sensationalism which of course then just drives the hysteria further yeah totally and usually by the time you know between like the sensationalist headline and the actual prediction as a sort of elapsed it's because the weather is so chaotic you can you know they you can almost like retroactively prove yourself right to say no wash out this summer yeah there were five days of rain this summer see see yeah and like well that's perfectly normal for a british summer no 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 this is a washout all right so yeah like people will kind of kid themselves that they have this ability to well have you found very much a british thing that there is no appropriate weather it's very much okay so like raining too much oh it's never it's gonna stop raining oh it's it? always and, wrong yeah, yeah so, no yeah. it's it's it is always <laughs> wrong i mean the fact is Dean, is if if we just had like five glorious hot weeks of sun we'd be sat in out complaining about that yeah <laughs> you know it's too hot i like we it do. hot but not this hot <laughs> almost like clockwork oh, it's a bit much now and oh, i could do with some rain yeah the rain oh, comes just... in oh god ruin my plans <laughs> Oh yeah, I I love the I love the expressions we come up with though. When it's been really sunny and then there's a break in the weather and everyone's like, "Oh yes, the ground needed that." Yeah, we needed that. Yeah. Like like we're meteorologists or something. We don't know what's going on. We just know that we were bored of the sun and we wanted something yeah. different. And then it rained. We've, like, we've evolved this keen instinct for agriculture, apparently. Yeah, I know. Like, exactly. That's it. And again, I wonder if that harks back to the the sort of like evolutionary thing, which is. Once upon a time, after a long period of sun, you know, we would obviously be hugely grateful for the rain. Why it is we feel compelled to be like, yes, oh, mm, the earth needed that <laughs> at this juncture is, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Most people think you get food just by pressing a button on just eat and it just turns up at some point. I mean, yeah, exactly. The, the connection between weather and uh, resources probably isn't as immediate as it once was in our in our history yeah. my my food comes from a man on a bike i don't know what we're talking about. fields <laughs> and agriculture who maybe that's where he comes from it seems unlikely but all right 
So I'm not to say KFC just now, but yeah, sure. Is there harvesting the wheat to make the burger and everything? Yeah. yeah. I wonder if they complain about wages, if that's what they're doing as well. <laughs> well, oh my God, yes. Delivery guys have to actually harvest the crops as well. Actual feet of mankind that they can actually do that in half an hour and get it to my door. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. God bless them. Why aren't we paying these no, guys they, more? They deserve all the money they want, I think, if they can do that. I will yeah. say that I found, you know, obviously it was like last year, but the whole... Um, eat out to help out thing, which it turns out was a terrible idea. And I think we all oh, sort yeah. of felt that. But we just all... saw that coming. But free yeah. food, you know, we, that's more important. Um, but I find eating out, I don't like it at the best of times, regardless of the weather. You know, like we went out a couple of times and it was really sunny, really nice. I think I just don't like, you know, <laughs> it seems like it's in the wrong place. I'm eating outside on the street when people are walking past and... Like a, there's, a, there's, a, there's bugs and there's a, there's a wind and breeze. Like this, this is this is not how I feel eating should happen because I'm far no. too pampered. Yeah, absolutely. I know what you mean. Also, I do remember um, when I lived in London, there was a, a local that I'd go to, and the the obsession that Londoners have with having a drink outside. I mean, and that's fair enough because people in London they spend so much time indoors. You know, there's mm. not a lot of green space, so on and so forth. But you'd, you'd end up like sat on this tiny bistro table on a pavement just meters away from lorries spewing fumes and shit into the atmosphere and everyone's like well, aren't we having a lovely time and i'm like are you though yeah. are you really having a lovely time yeah i think again like i harks back to what you said like when we make plans and they evolve being outside like the British obstinance will just be like, I am enjoying this. I do not care. What right, you exactly. We're yes. having, we're making the best of it. Yeah. It's like a, but it's like a barbecue, isn't it? Mm. I mean, you'll just, you just persevere. In fact, was it your birthday very much last mine. year? Yes. Well, no, it was like when, three um, years ago now because I haven't had one for a little while. But uh, yeah. Or was it? There was at some point over lockdown. Uh, me and Lowry came up. Oh yeah, that, that, was just a, that was just a gathering, yes. But it was yeah, uh, and we it was absolutely chucking it down. But we were there under our gazebos, all wrapped in like blankets and scarves, just yeah. like this is absolutely fine. Yeah, well, you, know? you said at the time like it's just like being in a festival. Like British festivals are so popular, but so often absolutely atrocious in terms of weather. But people keep going back, so clearly it's not uh, it's not a deal breaker. Well, exactly, and I mean, and that's that's where I've sort of got to like psychologically with the weather over this year is I'm like I've I've done my more than my fair share of festivals in my time. It's like this it's not gonna kill me if I'm a bit cold and wet. Let's just get on with it, you know? Well we we are um, you know, I I've in our previous years I'm on the record as uh, my lack of enthusiasm for festivals. <laughs> like I'm not a No, you're not a festival guy. No, but I, I did go to Latitude a few years ago, um, because I was doing a talk there. And it, no, I hadn't been to one of the big festivals like ever, I think. Um, biggest I went to was Green Man, but that was before it was one of the mainstream ones. And like uh, Latitude, what, all I've seen about Latitude, the previous few years of footage, it was always on telly and people showing, showing photos, was it's an absolute mud fest. So I'd mm. packed like big Wellington boots, like several pairs of thick socks, coats, uh, like dead jumpers, like more waterproof. So like, I'm not going to be caught out. I got there for the full, like, day and a half I was there it was absolutely roasting sunshine so I was just yeah. there fat sweaty mess just constantly yeah exactly and it was and it was because you packed all of that stuff that it was such a yeah. lovely day I mean that's that's how it works isn't it absolutely. Whatever, however you prepare you're wrong that's the upshot of the British weather yeah and actually I think maybe that's the weather's vengeance like British people say the weather's never right it's alright fine <laughs> if you're going to be like that I'll, I'll have it <laughs> I'll have my own my own take on this yeah yeah well, there we go then. 
Well, I'm currently sat um, in my office now. So I woke up this morning and it was raining. Then we had some sunshine. Mm-hmm. I've just had what appears to be half an hour of like biblical level wind. And now the sun's coming out again. So yeah, what know, will happen later? Literally anyone's guess. I think uh, the last several years, the British weather is essentially on shuffle, isn't it? I mean, it's just, yes. <laughs> just the best of. Just put it on shuffle. Just hope for the best. See what happens. Yeah, that's, a, that's exactly it. Put it on shuffle. That's, that's a perfect analogy. <laughs> um, and obviously it would be remiss of me to say, to, to not say that it's only going to get worse. Well, of course. What can we do about that? Can we do anything about that? Is there any hope for any of us? Well, I mean, it's interesting you should point that out because there's a book I've, I've come across recently <laughs> called Everyday Activism, and that's full of lots of useful tips and advice. Now, I'm not, just to be clear, I'm not saying that like one one person's actions can actually control the weather. <laughs> that would be amazing. Mm. But the simple fact is, yeah, shuffle is only going to become a more bizarre playlist as we go forward. Yeah. Although what you asked, what your book is saying is that one person's actions can control the weather, just over a very, very long-term thing. Yes, yeah, absolutely. That's it. I mean, if, if we can all just be... We can all be the puppet masters of the weather if we all just make some small actions, small changes. Ooh. Puppet masters of the weather would be an alternative title, perhaps, if you do another version. Puppet masters of the weather sounds like an absolutely amazing band name, to be honest. Yes, I might, yes, I might that's have cool. that. I'll get right on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. all, right. all right, then, Dean. Yeah. Well, it's been a joy, and I will speak to you soon. In the same age. See you soon. Bye. Bye. So, here is the outro with the relevant information, as promised. If you want to ask us anything mental health related or would like to suggest a topic for Rachel and I to discuss, or even just leave feedback or some description, you can contact us via Twitter at BrainyapinPod, you can email us at BrainyapinPodcast at gmail.com, or use the form on my site at deanbonnet.com. Like with most podcasts, positive reviews and ratings are always helpful, so if you are inclined to leave us such a thing on the podcast provider of your choice, that'd be appreciated. Uh, this podcast was launched to coincide with the publication of my new book, Psychological, uh, Why Your Mental Health Goes Wrong and What You Can Do About It, uh, or some of the subtitle, all about mental health and what's actually happening in our brains when we experience problems with it. Available now at all good book retailers and some of the less salubrious ones too, not fussy. As ever, Brain Yapping Battle Damaged is part of the Cosmic Shambles Network. For more curiously entertaining podcasts, live streams and live events, blogs and documentaries, head to CosmicShambles.com. To support the network, particularly during these times, and get access to lots of exclusive content, subscribe at Patreon.com forward slash Cosmic Shambles. See you next time.